Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. Welcome to this new episode and today I would like to discover with you karma. What is karma? Why it is beneficial to find out about your karma and then how can you find out? <laughs> how can you know what is your karma in this lifetime? Now karma is a very uh, much used word of all kinds of sayings like karma is a bitch and you need to acquire good deeds in this life, etc, etc. Now I'm going to present you now with my vision of what is karma and I'm going to try to keep it lightly this episode because life is also a lot of fun and incarnating and dealing with your karma is also fun. Now to me karma is simply the plan that your soul made for this lifetime, so the experiences and um, the people you will meet and the growth that your soul wants to go through in this lifetime and karma obviously involves what has happened in previous lives but primarily it's really about what your soul wanted to do in this life. Now. To understand it, let's go back to this beautiful creation of life. So the universe was created as this magnificent place where you can experience life in all its form. And the universe, of course, has duality, right? It has, and we give a lot of attachments and words to duality, like this is good, this is bad, like we give a lot of judgment. but. In the universe, there isn't really judgment like that. There's simply on a spectrum different experience. So you will know what is, you will understand what is beauty, what is ugly through these different experiences. And as a soul, you are uh, engaging in this wheel of life where you are going through different incarnations to experiencing everything that has been created and God, the source, however you want to call it, is literally experiencing through you his or her creation. And um, therefore there is also no judgment. There is no judgment about what you are doing in this lifetime or any other lifetime because source has created it all. How can a judge, how can source judge that you experience his creation. That is a crazy idea that we have here on this planet, that there is judgment. No, <laughs> there cannot be any judgment, no. What is happening though is that there are different laws in the universe. So there are consequences for your actions in, certain, uh, in all your lives that you're having. But there is no judgment. There's no judgment. There's only consequences based on the laws of the universe. Now, when you go through this wheel of um, incarnation, the idea is really that you are experiencing different states also of consciousness. So really from going from uh, not having any awareness that you are a soul, that you are one with source to really being in a very high state of awareness, really understanding the universe, really um, knowing what the universe, the fabric of the universe, all the laws of the universe, how the universe works, and really also understanding your connection with source and feeling that and really feeling the purest expression of source is love. That is the fundamental energy in this universe. And really being connected with that is the highest expression you can have. But in order, of course, to experience that highest expression, you will have to have gone through many lifetimes, many incarnations where you just um, experience the opposite. So you will understand once you come to total awareness what it is. 
Now, I think there's also a lot of fun when souls incarnate because you just imagine like you have this universe in front of you. So you're on your home planet. We all have a home planet. You are stardust. So you have a home planet and um, I'm not sure if we always go there in between incarnations, but I mean, I, I don't know. I have many memories of my home planet, but um, just imagine you are there and then you're planning, you're planning your next incarnation and you have the universe as your play field. It's like amazing, right? You can decide, my God, I'm going to go to a planet like Mars and just live on the ground and all dusty. I'm going to go to a planet where I'm non-physical, where I'm in a heightened state of awareness, uh, where I may live in a society that's very peaceful and it has a lot of uh, psychic abilities and a lot of intuition and a lot of um, understanding of managing energy. Or you can Im uh, imagine going onto planet Earth, this beautiful, beautiful planet where there is physicality and where you can experience so much, like also... Um, I sometimes feel like we are so hard on ourselves as humanity, but humanity really has a place on planet Earth. Um, and we are. Uh, this incarnation is also so amazing because you can feel what it is like to be physical, what it is like to have all senses. So just imagine for a moment your favorite food. And then it can be, I don't know, whatever, like your favorite piece of cake or a burger or whatever, your favorite food. And you see it in front of you and you already, you know, the water is already accumulating in your mouth because you know how good this tastes. And then you smell it and then you see the beautiful presentation of it. And then you take it into your hand and you bring it closer to your mouth and you bite into it. And you just feel all the taste of it. And it's just like this explosion of taste in your mouth and this feeling of joy and satisfaction that is human life that is the beauty or the other beauty of human life of course is um remember maybe when you were the first time in love you know this like crazy love that would almost explode your heart you have butterflies everywhere and then you meet the person and you stand very close to the person and you're just almost you don't see anything else. You're almost blind because you have all these butterflies in your stomach and your heart is just so full of giant explosion. And then you lean forward and you kiss with the person and it just, your whole body explodes with joy and with hormones and with excitement. That is being human. That's the amazing thing of being incarnated here on this planet. So your soul is planning for you to have these fun experiences and then of course your soul your soul has kind of a plan because um you gone maybe so some past lives and you have experienced a certain theme and let's say i mean it can be a fun theme like you had total abundance and everything was joyful and in this lifetime you think you know life um in the universe always strives for balance so we have polarity in the universe but on some planets we have more polarity like on planet earth there's wars there is just um, crime there's all kind of what we would call more negative things but on other planets they are in a heightened state of awareness and or consciousness and they just have peace um, they don't have that polarity within on their planet but they, it's somewhere else in the universe and they have awareness of it but it's everywhere but the universe always wants to have balance so you have this um, if you uh, know the yin and yang symbol from Chinese medicine philosophy you have this yin and yang and it's constantly moving that's really an expression of the polarity in the universe and polarity in life but yin and yang is always moving always in this wheel and always trying to balance itself and in fact when you go to a treatment to a Chinese medicine practitioner um, all we are doing is really we are inviting your body again to come into balance because there might be either too much uh, yin or too much yang or too little of this and that but it's about coming to balance again so now again you experienced previous lifetimes and let's say you experienced abandonment you maybe have lost your parents you really felt you're all alone in the world you have to do it all by yourself you couldn't trust people you wouldn't have your own family you wouldn't have own children because you had such a huge fear of abandonment 
and now uh, your soul is planning, you know, in this incarnation, I'm planning to actually learn again to trust. Because as I said, the universal energy is really love, it's abundance, it's providing for you. So you're coming from experience, the other side of polarity, which is abandonment, into learning again to trust, to open your heart again, to experience again, to love someone and to not always be fearful of losing that person. So your soul is making plans how it can experience that and on which planets it wants to do that and then which people and which situations uh, will bring that experience to you. And then uh, you go on and you incarnate. <laughs> and then if you incarnate on planet Earth, you forget everything. You forget the entire plan that your soul made. It's all in the unconscious though. But you forget it all. And for many thousands of years, um, humans have lived because there was such a low level of vibration on this planet. We were so far away from consciousness and from remembering source within us that people really totally, souls totally forgot like what they had ever planned out for. And then they would still go through the experience, but they go, of course, there's free will on this planet, right? You don't have to follow what your soul planned for you. No, there's free will in the universe. And that's also why there's no judgment because um, God, I don't know if God has a plan, but there is free will, you know, and you cannot judge free will. So either way, so for many thousands of years, uh, souls haven't been really um, aware of, and then the ego comes in, we're going to talk about the ego later, how it's really trying to um, not make you fulfill your soul plan, but um, it must be, it's been hard for souls on planet Earth to kind of fulfill their plan but now as you're incarnated right now you really got a jackpot in the lottery <laughs> because right now our consciousness in the solar systems is rising so we are becoming more aware again of the fact we are connected to source we are a soul we have soul guides we are becoming more aware again of our messages that we are constantly receiving to be on our soul plan you know, to uh, fulfill certain experiences we wanted to experience. We are getting all these messages from our higher self, from our soul guides, from our um, ancestors. Um, so now, right now, you have so much more understanding that you really can work through so much of what we call karma, so much of past experiences and really release what has happened in the past and really go much more into experiencing oneness, experiencing love, experiencing unity with all. So it's a great time. It's a great time to be incarnated in it. Now, so this is my understanding of karma. It's this kind of wheel of life and just um, always universe trying to balance out, trying to experience different things in incarnations so that there is a balance coming again into this thing. Now, why should you know? about your karma. Now, as I said, um, if you know what you came to do here, it is so much easier to fulfill that and life will simply run smoother because your soul has planned it all out perfectly. It has planned amazing experience for you as it has planned from a place of abundance, you know, a place of real true love and joy. And so the experience that planned for you are some great experience, some difficult experience, but it also planned help for you through these difficult experiences. So if you are aware of what you came in for, you can just go with more flow through this life and you also don't repeat past life patterns. Because the thing is that you always come in with uh, what you have experienced in the past. So with thought patterns and yeah, especially with thought patterns and also emotions from these past lives. And they run you uh, in the unconscious. This, so if so you know this uh, model of the iceberg, you know, right? You have the top and then there's this big mountain underwater. And this big mountain underwater is all these uh, thought patterns, all these programs from these past lives that still try to um, run your life. But you are here to learn something else. You are here to learn something different. And in order to learn that different, 
um, thing, you really need to become aware of these thought patterns that unconsci um, unconsciously run you. Because otherwise, you're just repeating what you have done in past lives, and then you have to incarnate and incarnate and incarnate again to finally experience something different. Uh, something different. But you can do it much faster if you become more aware of the fears, the emotions, the thoughts that you just took on from another life that are not serving you anymore. So coming back to the example of abandonment. So if we take that um, example, your soul maybe has planned for you. And that goes now into how you can find out um, what your karma is, what your soul has planned for you. The first thing is to really look at your childhood and look at the setup of your childhood. So your soul, maybe you have experienced now abandonment in previous lives. And there is somehow always a little bit of an, an early life of a repetition of what you experience. So you're coming in now into this incarnation where you're supposed to learn trust. And uh, you might have in this incarnation, again, in your family setting, you might have one parent who is in some form um, absent in some way or has some sort of abandonment theme, but not that harsh. It might be that uh, the parent is not a parent that is maybe leaving the family, but maybe the parent is absent through um, disease for some time or through having depression, like emotionally absent. Or the parent cannot be emotionally there for you because they're just not that kind of emotional person. Or the parent is very critical and therefore you feel like um, you don't get this sort of safety because what happens, of course, with abandonment, like your first chakra, the first chakra of safety is very uh, impaired. You don't have a feeling of this world is safe. And maybe that parent is bringing back some of this because it's over, a parent is overcritical or just emotionally absent. But you might have then another parent, because in this life, right, you are here to learn something else. You might have another parent that is super loving or another figure in your life, like a grandparent or an uncle or aunt or someone who really teaches you love, who is really there for you, who is having your back, who is supporting you. Or you might have friends later in your life who are really... Um, reliable who are always there for you so you have again you have this maybe deep profound fear and again it's running you in the unconsciousness so in your unconsciousness you have this deep fear of being abandoned in the world not being safe and it's maybe running many decisions you are doing so maybe you are again also scared to start your own family or to go into a relationship and you might um, sabotage yourself even in a relationship by you might have a partner who's actually very faithful and very trustworthy but you might always think oh the partner might leave me and then um, you're sabotaging yourself and there the law of exactly <laughs> now some of the universal laws come in as I wanted to actually talk about them because I said right karma there's no one to judge you but there's um not courses, there is uh, consequences for your actions and they are driven by the laws of the universe. So one of the laws is the law of attraction so that you attract what you think about. And if you really in the unconscious have a program running like the world is not safe, I cannot trust someone, you uh, bring these kind of experiences into your life that just show you, oh yeah, see, you know, you cannot trust. But that's exactly the point if you find out because you are here now in this lifetime to learn trust is possible. So you get a lot of also positive examples. You have maybe that parent or that other family figure is really supporting you. You might have the friends. You might have uh, find a partner who is just very stable and supporting. That um, you get also a lot of positive things. And that is exactly when you uncover that there is this fear within you to be abandoned you can start working with this fear. You can realize that not every decision needs to be run by this fear and that this is something that's coming from the past. Like really early childhood is really, a lot of the experiences have a relationship to your past. 
And if you realize that, you can let go of it. And you can slowly, it doesn't mean that in this life you maybe uh, already fully start trusting everybody, but you can make slow steps. You can maybe um, start having your own family and start having maybe one child and feeling secure in that and not always thinking you might lose that or you're not always thinking you might lose the partner. Or you can uh, care for uh, a pet or you can become a caretaker for your colleagues at work, something like that, you know, but you just become aware that trusting is possible so early life experience are um, they give you a hint of what you came what you experienced in the past and what you came in for to learn here now another really uh, very great tool is astrology because actually your birth chart tells you everything <laughs> and I highly invite you to, I'm going to put a link into um, for at least astro.com and then one site for Vedic Astrology to check out your birth chart. Now, astrology, there's two systems, there's Western Astrology and there is Vedic Astrology. And I recommend to you, if you're curious about astrology, check out both. Um, but Vedic astrology, I find it, especially when you look at karma, much more accurate because Vedic astrology, so Western astrology is based on fixed zodiac, while Vedic astrology is based on a sidereal zodiac. So it really looks at the exact position of the planet observed at that moment of your birth. And I find it when you talk about karma and also because they interpret more karma into Vedic, uh, when they do interpretations, I, I find it just um, more accurate, really spot on. Now, you need to get two different birth charts. So you cannot take your Western astrology birth chart and then watch some Vedic astrology videos. No, because the planets are moving. So the birth chart is actually looking different. Your um, star sign might be different. The planets might be in different houses. So you need to get two different charts. Now, Western astrology, the... Two things you can look at when you want to know about your karma and about your past lives and your current life is your north and your south node. So the houses, the house and the sign that your north and south node are in. And now the south node is always opposite the north node. So as you have 12 houses in your birth chart, it is six houses away. And your south node shows you the themes of your past lives or your early life. That's why I'm saying like early life has a relationship to past lives. It shows you what you come in for, also the gifts, because don't always think like, you know, karma is about all the negative things. No, we're bringing in a lot of gifts from our past lives and they are here for us. They are like seriously ready, available for you to use your gifts. Like for instance, when I discovered I've done Reiki or healing through hands in the past lives, I was like, oh my God, this is a gift very available for me here in this lifetime. I can just use it. And yes, it's so natural. It's just so easy for me to do Reiki. Um, so, you know, there's many gifts that you bring in that are just a foundation for your life now. And there is themes that you bring in. As I said, for instance, abandonment or let's say a theme of um, abundance or poverty. Let's say in a past life, You've done just you had a lot of struggles around um, money, security, you know, or financial security, and you bring this uh, idea into this life that um, you know you just need a lot of financial stability and security. But in this life, you're working in a very stable, financially stable job, but you have this yearning to do your own thing. You know, to become self-employed and do your own thing. But in the back, again, like, you know, past life experience is running you. It's running your life right now. And it's telling you, no, that's not safe. You know, you cannot become self-employed. That's, you know, what is going to happen then to your pension? What is going to happen if you uh, have an accident? What's going to happen exactly if you become sick? Uh, what is going to happen if you can't bring in enough money every month? Like, so this is running you in the back. And um, it, when you discover that, when you discover these thought patterns that are running you, 
you can actually start working with it and you can realize, okay, I do have this dream though to become self-employed, to do my own thing because I also in this life have maybe a lot of need for freedom. Um, but I have fear, you know, I have this fear around financial stability. So you can start making those baby steps. You can maybe say, okay, you know what? I'm going to reduce my uh, full-time job. I'm going to work less hours and start building my business on the side and see how it goes. Or I'm going to maybe take a business partner who's already very established and who uh, brings me that sort of level of trust. Um, or, um, or yeah, or, or I'm going to, um, yeah. Yeah, these two things exactly like taking you know you can start taking baby steps moving into what you wanted to experience in this lifetime because in this lifetime abundance is maybe totally available for you and you will see over time that yes it is working you know but you need to work with that fear because the fear once you start maybe becoming then self-employed the fear of um, losing money will come up again and again and especially your ego we're going to talk about the ego in a little bit later will try to sabotage you and you really have to work with that a lot to actually then step into this life of abundance. Now coming back to your birth chart. So self note is what you come in with. The themes of past lives, uh, the themes of uh, early life. And then north node is where you are going in this life. What you really um are here to learn and to grow into and to experience and with the north node i find you can really be gentle to yourself because that's an area you're really growing into um you are really um yeah you can gently ease into that area and the thing is that south node is what you have done and you can do this. You can do this with closed eyes, right? For instance, in past lives, you were super structured and you can do this in this lifetime, super structured. You can do it with closed eyes, you know, but it's not going to satisfy you because you're here to learn something different. And that's exactly the point why finding out about your karma is important because what is going to satisfy you is what you have to do in this lifetime, what you came here to learn. And then maybe you came here to learn to and not be so structured to sometimes just you know let the house be a mess <laughs> and trust in the universe that everything will work out to give up control or whatever theme it can be so um living your north node will fulfill you so much more than falling back onto your south node and it will just bring so much more ease and so much more flow into your life now in vedic astrology the equivalent to North and South Node are um, Rahu and Ketu. So again, I recommend to you, and because most likely they are in different houses than your uh, birth chart, your Western astrology birth chart, I just recommend to you um, listen to both, find some astrologers you really like that um, really explain it well. I really like um, for Western astrology, the videos from Svetlana's World, I think it's called. Because she's uh, she's also a spiritual person. I just love how she explains the um, North and South Node in the different signs and houses. Um, but you really need to... It's such a personal thing. And it's also really about how, the language they're using. and So you really need to find your, your astrology that you, yeah, that you resonate with and that you really like. Now, Rahu Ketu in Vedic. The other thing uh, you can look at is, I mean, in general, your rising sign ascendant is always interesting to just understand more about yourself. And it's also so, um, I think it really gives also a hint into what you have to learn in this life. So for me, for instance, in past lives, I've been um, really suppressing emotions and very much focused just on uh, success, working, um, status, but not on the emotional side. And then my ascendant now is in Cancer and in Western astrology is like I have everything, sun, moon and ascendant in Cancer. Um, 
so that is like such an is such an emotional sign and I'm really here to to learn a lot about emotions and to really work through a lot of emotions also from past lives that have been bottled up and uh, not been expressed and um, that sometimes I'm feeling like um, I'm experiencing some emotions I'm like I don't even understand where they are coming from they and it can't be from this life it's from nothing I experience in this life I can feel so intense about and um, then sometimes I've been shown what where it comes from in past lives and um, I'm like oh my god <laughs> so your ascendant can give you really also an indication of what you're here to do the the kind of fun work you're here to do in this life now the other thing is planet Saturn because planet Saturn is the Lord of Karma. And for this one, I would really watch some Vedic astrology video. Because in Vedic astrology videos, they explain really well. They bring really this karma aspect in and Saturn really, I think, yeah, Saturn gives away a lot about um, your karma and what you are here, like what you come with and what you are here to do really. So this is astrology. So we talked about early life experience. We talked about astrology. The other thing is where you can really learn about your karma is your triggers. Because again, your triggers have usually nothing to do <laughs> with this life, even with uh, the person. With this experience, it has all to do with previous lives and previous life experience and previous life's emotions. And as I said with the examples I gave you of the abandonment, but also... Um, uh, financial security these are then also usually the topics the things that really trigger you deeply that really bring up so intense emotions in you and I highly encourage you look at your triggers look at the situations that trigger you just step out of it and leave it away from the person but really look at why what is the underlining uh, emotion the underlying fear maybe that you have regarding this trigger and right now on our planet one of the I feel major themes and triggers is really that this planet is unsafe or life not this planet life on the planet is unsafe and um, it's a huge it's huge in the collective um, on all kind of spectrums all kind of sites around like um, diseases, right, that are un, uh, making life unsafe, wars making life unsafe, corrupt leaders, maybe uh, secret agendas of leaders that making life unsafe. That's a huge program that's being run right now um, on planet Earth. And it's triggering a lot of people. And again, I invite you to look deep. If, uh, if you experience that kind of fear, why, you know, why, where does this come from because again i think everyone who's incarnated right now i mean our souls of course when we planned this incarnation we were so wise and um our souls knew that we're gonna work through a lot of things and that um we also have to work in some ways through sort of like kind of the karma you know of the planet like what has happened on the planet because in order for the planet to move into um collective consciousness into a different state of consciousness we also of course have to first of all recognize <laughs> that um, some things like some huge topics we have on this planet like the wars like slavery like oh my god all the violence like i mean all these things you know the pollution we put on the planet onto ourselves um that these are born simply from the fact that we uh, were in a consciousness level where we didn't feel like the law of oneness, another universal law, that everything is connected and that we are connected to source and to nature and everything. Um, and of course, we have to uh, move through really, uh, as a, on a soul level, to really understand this and to move beyond this so we can move into real unity, into a um, collective conscious unity feeling you know so that's why we are doing I mean really uh, give you a 
pat on the back, you know, give yourself a lot of grace. You are doing, just by being incarnated right now, you are doing so much work, not just for your own lives, for your own soul growth, but also for this planet. And um, I, yeah, I, I always have so much admiration for humanity overall um, and for this beautiful planet, you know, that we are going through this process together. And you can really now with your heightened um, intuition and your heightened awareness to your messages, you can just learn through, uh, you can just grow so much as a soul and really let go of a lot of these um, unconscious patterns that you bring from previous incarnations into this life. And you can use the gifts also because so many people uh, that are incarnated now come in with tremendous gifts especially young children tremendous gifts from previous lives and that's why it's also great to look at your self-note um, to look at what are the gifts you're bringing with you know and then know that this you can do really with closed eyes in this life you can use them and then look at look at your north node and look at okay how am i going to apply them for instance for me one of my big gifts i'm coming him in with his healing ability but in this life, I really uh, need to apply them, A, as a teacher, in terms of teaching about my, for my soul knowledge. And I have so much, I have so much fun doing this podcast. <laughs> you can't even imagine how much fun I'm having. But also uh, to bring in spirituality and bring that into the mix of healing, like really connecting that. This is uh, this lifetime work, you know. So, and you will have too. You know, you will have great gifts from past lives that you're bringing with, that you are now to mix with what you are to learn here right now. So triggers, look at your triggers. Now then, another thing I always find great is past life meditations. Um, just like discovering about what you've been in past lives and trust your soul. Your soul will always show you um, at the right time what you experience. So for instance, when I first awakened, um, sort of spiritual awakened, I saw memories, a lot of past lives where I was also in a world where I was in a state of higher consciousness, right? Where I had this sort of really spiritual awareness. So I knew, okay, that's something actually, that is actually something <laughs> that does exist. So I saw a lot of that and um, I obviously, before I even learned Reiki, right, I, I got to see that. Look, you healed. You healed in past lives uh, by channeling energy through your hands. And then I got the message from my guides, you, you need to learn that in this life. And at that time, I was like, um, I was enjoying my Chinese medicine study, but I really, really disliked setting needles. I was just feeling this is not the way for me, you know? And of course, setting needles works, acupuncture needles, but it was not my way. And I was like, how can I study? How can I study acupuncture when I don't like setting needles? Is this all wrong? You know, am I all on the wrong path? And I was like, I thought I'm on the right path, but is this all wrong? And then um, once I learned uh, Reiki, I understood, no, my God, I can combine this. You know, I can combine this with the knowledge I have from um, Chinese medicine I can treat non-invasive on points you know I um, there was such an awakening for me and by the way you can book me for distant Reiki treatments on my website if you would like to experience this beautiful holy fire Reiki energy that I'm channeling but going back to that it's like um, you know some of these uh, past lives I've got shown it really brought me onto my path here because my path here was to uh, do non-invasive what I was always feeling right uh, to do non-invasive treatments of Chinese medicine <laughs> of energy medicine and now that I um, now that I learned it I'm like wow I feel so free it feels amazing and also for instance um, as I said I'm this lifetime I'm really here to work through a lot of the emotions that have uh, just all um they're hiding, uh, stuffing inside in past lives. And I've then also, um, while now, while I'm working through some of these emotions, I get to see some of the things that uh, happened in past lives and why I'm feeling this way now, even though it has nothing, nothing to do with what I'm experiencing or I'm being triggered by something that is minor, you know, like, and we often have that someone says something and it's so 
like afterwards you can joke laugh about it and but you be majorly triggered you go into like a total frenzy like about what the person said and um and now i understand well it has all to do with my past lives you know not not with the person not even with what the person said it was so minor and these kind of uh, going into your past lives and meditating on it can to me it really helped me but again as i said i'm presenting you with many different ways of how you can uncover your karma because you are your own person you need to find what is working for you what speaks to you you know meditation doesn't speak to everybody it's not the right way for everybody um, you might be really loving astrology again astrology doesn't speak to everybody you might be more like okay let's look back at my early life what have i experienced there you know um yeah different things work for different people now another thing is when we talk about uh, meditating is looking at your soul contracts again they will tell you a lot about um past lives because we are traveling through these incarnations with the same souls and i find this just so amazing that we are changing worlds sometimes so that's what i'm saying you may be coming from i don't know living in poverty to coming from here oh my god you just uh, everything is like on your doorstep if you are just allow if you just allow yourself to have it you know like wealth and abundance is on your doorstep and then you have these souls that travel with you through these different lives and um in one life maybe a soul exactly in one life maybe a soul was taking away a lot of money from you like it was just uh, I don't know you lost a lot of money to that soul and in this lifetime the same soul just in a different body <laughs> a different person is becoming your biggest sponsor you know is buying all your products or is employing you you know and is uh, enabling you supporting you in your career uh, something like that it's why it's interesting to look at um, these souls and that's why I also feel because we are changing so much uh, between lives also on the sides of the spectrum you know on the sides of the polarity spectrum we are changing sometimes we are the good sometimes we are the bad only we put these labels on but that's what I'm saying there's no judgment there's just no judgment there's just everything you can experience and uh, sometimes it's also just fun you know like I mean Sometimes I think your soul just also wants to go for fun, you know, to experience certain things, just to know what it's like. Like imagine like you incarnate here, you think about oh, planet Earth, you know, what what is the, the most amazing thing of being human and having these emotions and the physical senses? Of course, it's having sex, right? I mean, this is like the, the most amazing thing you can experience on this planet. At least I think that, but there's other great things too, right? Right? But having sex, so then imagine yourself sits there and thinks, hmm, am I going to incarnate as a nun or am I going to incarnate as some sort of hot person? Like having a lot of affairs. Hmm, you know, like, <laughs> I think there's, there's just no judgment. It's just, I think sometimes it's just like what the soul feels like doing. So we are changing a lot positions on the uh, polarity spectrum and in one life you might be mother Teresa, and the next life you might be some crazy dictator it's just to experience it all no judgment <laughs> involved in it and oh yeah another thing of course of how uh, to discover your karma is just following the natural cycles of life so naturally we are all sort of going through these processes in um, as we grow older that bring us closer to wisdom. So when you're first born, you're coming, and we have this element model in Chinese medicine philosophy. So when you're first born, you are born into the water element because water is life. And water is, um, yeah, it's just, it has this such a depth and water is still so mysterious, right? And that's why also in the first years of um, early childhood, children are not in this world. They're literally, they're in their own world. They're in the world of the water, the world where they can still sense, uh, they're so connected still to their soul. They can still sense everything that's in the unconsciousness that we don't sense now anymore so easily unless we maybe meditate. But they can still do this. They're in this water world. And then they're moving into wood, like wood is spring. 
that is what we are having right now in the northern hemisphere it's like immense growth you know it's energy it's like i mean do you have little kids like my god <laughs> the amount of energy they have is like crazy this is immense energy and also sometimes these intense emotions like wood is also related to anger right because anger is a driving force and sometimes kids they can be like the crazy toddlers just so much i'm sometimes looking at my kids i'm like oh my god <laughs> like the amount of explosions and yeah just the range of emotions but that is that is the wood element and they're just growing 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 and then you come to um adolescence and then you are in the fire stage and fire is really about fire is the heart it's about relationships right you're starting out your university years and usually i mean unless you unfortunately have university during a pandemic it's all about fun i mean it should be at least it should be about meeting people going to parties like uh getting a bigger social circle like it's fire it's connecting to others it's enjoying life like an exactly also how i mean when i think back in my early 20s like you don't think about stuff right you just do stuff you don't have fears you just go you do things you do crazy things you i mean but it's all good because you are in that fire stage you you shouldn't be burdened yourself with serious business no you are here to enjoy life fire is just enjoying you're really here to enjoy life the early 20s to enjoy all of it you know every every crazy experience is out in this world so you're coming this fire stage then you're going out there and you're coming into the earth stage of life and in earth that's like your 30s um you start to have a family right earth is the provider it's the mother and father you build things you like uh, have a house you know you build a nest you have a career you provide you you are more serious because you have more burden also on your shoulder in a way because you are the provider you are the mother and the father you nurture you're there for others you experience a little bit more the the seriousness the um almost like the not the heaviness of life but I, it's just more a more settled a more settled way and that's where a, a lot of people start to come into the midlife crisis <laughs> because you come from this expansion growth the fun years uh, of the fire you know early 20s and then into this very more serious providing you know and then you ask yourself is this all is this all to life and then what happens through the midlife crisis people move into the metal phase and the metal phase of life is um you know for how metal is uh, metal is something very precious it's uh, almost like you can see also metal like a gemstone and of course metal is born out of um formed by earth but this process is not easy it's through a lot of introspective so it's through a lot of um molding and forming you're becoming this gemstone so you're actually becoming wiser and that is the metal phase and that is the phase where um a lot of people really start to understand why they're here in this lifetime they really start to understand their karma they really start to you know that sometimes that people have a second careers because they realize well actually you know there's something that i can do that's so much more fun i'm now don't have the burden anymore of financially providing now i'm gonna do what i'm really meant to do you know now i'm gonna engage with a hobby i really like now i have time also again you have you're going away from this nurturing being all focused on family now you have time again right time for yourself time to really discover who you truly are so naturally actually you're coming to in life to coming to this state where you learn about your karma and where you come to terms also with what happened in your early childhood um, and what happened in the past in general and if you go well through this time if you really take time for introspective you are really becoming wise you know you are really that's when a lot of people just don't start to don't care anymore what others think of them because i mean god they have so much life experience you know they're just not going to do what they like and from this wise stage where you really yeah you you really feel your karma and you then you also still have a lot of 
um, time. You still have to time to actually fulfill some of the things you came to do here. And then later, then you go again into the water stage, which is death and eventually rebirth. And you are lucky too, because I mean, you don't have to, if you are younger, <laughs> then you don't necessarily have to wait for this wisdom, this gemstone stage until you are uh, 50 or so. No, because right now on planet Earth in the these years, 2020 to 2030, we are going through such an immense transition um, on a conscious level that you anyway, I mean, I see so many people that anyway come to the stage where they really ask them, is that it in my life? Is that it? And where so many things break apart, where people leave their partners, where people leave their jobs, where people just start doing something entirely different, where people start to not caring anymore what others think, where people start to become more themselves, more what they are really, what their true karma is in this life, right? More what they came here from, where they let go of. Maybe the fears they had, maybe the things they experienced in the past, where they um, forgive and forget you know and just start what their heart truly speaks to what they truly yearn so you're lucky <laughs> you're here right now on earth even though it doesn't feel that easy at times but you're so lucky <laughs> it's still a fun time on planet earth now you have to in this incarnation on this planet there is some opponent you have to deal with on your way to fulfilling your karma and that opponent is your ego and I don't really know why the ego is on something we have on planet earth um, maybe it's just part of duality but in higher evolved conscious uh, societies there's no ego the ego is really something that is sort of always working against your soul plan and maybe that's just part of duality I don't know but it is here it is on this planet, it is here right now, it's still here. And you have to work with your ego here. And uh, the more you discover about the ego, the better it is. Because um, it makes your life easier to just be on the path of your true yearning, of your true heart expression of your karma. Um, now, um, there's a lot of different descriptions about or explanations of what the ego is. My um, therapist, he says it. Um, a little bit different I mean a lot of people say the ego is part of you and it's trying to always also protect you you know and that but therefore it's holding you a little bit back from doing new things and trying new ways now he is really more like no no the ego <laughs> my therapist is more like the ego is an outside entity that's really like almost like satan even though satan doesn't exist but if you just look at it, it's the other side of the reality <laughs> um, but it's an outside entity that is just always kind of uh, always opposing you always opposing you and it's just trying to lull, lull you into things that are easily achieved but then don't actually give you real true fulfillment and he gave me this example because he I mean it's so funny because he's a man and maybe I'm a woman he thought he needs to give me an example about buying shoes I don't know. Either way, he gave me an example, you know, yeah, like you you go on, you are shopping and you want to buy some new shoes, but you actually don't have the money for it. And then uh, your ego tells you, yeah, but these shoes are so nice. You're going to look so good in them. They're latest fashion. And then you buy them. And then it's quick, right? It's uh, um, You get something quick. Your ego tells you, yeah, buy them. And you buy them. And then you have for a very short time satisfaction. But then you are oh no, the big remorse comes and you're like, oh my God, but I didn't have that money. And then you start um, putting yourself down. The ego is like, suddenly you put yourself down. Why did you do this again? Why did you buy shoes again, even though you didn't have the money? And you know that, you know, uh, you're overspending and this and that. And then you start to eat a big piece of cake to just <laughs> um, sort of give yourself, uh, because you feel so bad. While you could have heard the voice of the ego who said, well, buy these shoes. And you could have said, look, ego, you know, I know you're telling me to buy these shoes, but actually I don't need them. So I'm not going to buy these shoes, but I'm still going to buy myself a piece of cake because <laughs> I um, 
fought your ego today and I didn't follow you. Now, it's just a different description, but I'm going to tell you another example of how the ego works and how it's related to your past lives also. And I find the ego really, because the ego doesn't work in every area, right? I mean, you might be a person like me. I don't have issues of buying shoes, really. I don't have any any ego telling me off for buying shoes. No, that is not my, that, that is not the area where my ego works. But we all have areas where your ego works. And I find the area is really related to my self node and to my Saturn. So past life karmas, that's where my ego is trying to always like get something across to me. Now I'll give you an example is um, when I, so I was working in the business world and then I was really um, feeling at some point anymore. I really felt, no, this somehow doesn't resonate anymore. And then I had, um, I had a child who was really demanding and my children are, they located in a house for me that really was the game changer for me to be propelled from previous lives into this life, what I'm here to do this life, what I'm here to focus on this life. And I had a child super um, demanding, just demanding a lot of my attention, a lot of my time. I, I couldn't even fathom how, how I could work like with uh, also having this deep, deep need to take care of this child and be there for this child who was just so, so attached to me, so attached. Um, yeah. So I gave up my office job and then I started studying Chinese medicine and um, Doin and I really liked it. And then I finished my Doin study and my soul was sort of telling me, well, you know, you can become self-employed with this. But my ego was telling me, my ego is really past lives is all about career, success, um, more and more uh, certificates, you know, like, like things to prove that you are worthy. You know, my ego was telling me, hey, no, this is, you don't have enough accreditation yet in Chinese medicine. How can you already, you need to study more, you know, really like past life ego, like you need to study more to be of worth to others. The other thing was like, you know, how can you give up your uh, master in business? You know, how can you give up your career like that you had? How can you give up like, um, having an uh, office career, you know, how can you give up a stable income, like for trying to be self-employed, you're not going to earn enough money with this, you, you, you know, like, this is not going to work, again, you know, really past life ego, like all about status, hard work, uh, sort of stable career, and then I followed my ego and um, I was like, okay, let's just apply for another business doctor, I decided I'm not going to become just self-employed with do in my knowledge already of Chinese medicine. No, I signed up for another Chinese medicine study because, you know, ego telling me I need more certificates. Uh, plus, I'm, I applied for an office job and ego makes it easy, right? I wasn't, I was at home for some years and everybody was telling me, well, you've been out of the workforce. No way you can find an office job at the same level as you've been previously, same income, no way, you know? But no, ego makes it easy, right? No, first application. I get the job. It's like on the same level I've been previously. It's like on the, um, even I think I was earning more than previously. It's like everything just looks amazing, great. But I didn't really listen. There were so many red flags during the interview I had for that job that this job is totally not suited to me. You know, but I didn't listen to these messages. I didn't listen to my soul. I only listened to my ego was telling, yes, you need to get back onto the workforce. You need to have a, a career, you know, like everybody else, like an office career. You need to, you can't throw away a master in business for some sort of lofty Chinese medicine thing. Um, so I went and took this job and um, this job was like, I mean... I was always so, I was always previously, until that point, always successful in my business job, always very uh, liked, very recognized, very good relations uh, with my colleagues and co-workers, very admired, you know, always praised, like what good work I am in this job. I got into such a toxic environment that A, there was a tremendous amount of toxicity in terms of emotions, like a tremendous amount of anger being thrown at me, being thrown at other colleagues for trivial things. Plus, I felt I totally couldn't manage. I just couldn't manage this sort of toxic environment in dealing with very harsh people and 
very at times very angry people who would shout in meetings shout like write all kind of angry shouty emails about minor things and I just I didn't have either I didn't have either any passion for what I was working and I just felt like a complete failure I really so I had my ego gave me a very quick uh, uh, sort of um, price right I got this job so easy but then there came a huge downfall, a huge downfall where I was feeling so adequate. I was like, how come previously I could always work in business? I could always manage and I cannot manage this job. I cannot manage these people. I was coming home every night, crying every night. I was like, I cannot manage these emotions there. I cannot, I don't even care about what I'm doing there. I really hate, like I, 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 I just feel I faced my time. I'm like in the wrong place. And, um, and I, um, and I decided to quit the job after a couple of months. I was like really feeling I cannot do that. I just cannot. And um, it stained my entire <laughs> business career. I was like, I'm never, ever going back into business. But either way, I was always destined for self-employment. I thank every day, God, now I'm self-employed, seriously. Like... Um, I was always destined for this, but I had such a harsh, such a harsh experience listening to my ego coming to this point because also for, I felt such a failure, you know, and for years, I, it took me years to um, actually release also the toxic emotions that I had accumulated. I felt for years that my heart was so full with this uh, aggression that um, was all the time there in that work environment. Um, it took me such a long time to overcome that. And now thinking back, I'm thinking, had I listened to my soul, you know, I would have just already become self-employed. I wouldn't have to go through this hard ego experience. But that's why I'm saying knowing about your karma, listening to your soul makes life smoother. It doesn't mean you're not going to have difficult experiences. No, but it does make some experiences either easier and it maybe not put you through some very hard lessons. Because for me, that was a very hard lesson um, where I felt so inadequate and such a failure for some time and where I really had to regain uh, trust. Even then, also going into self-employment, really had to regain a lot of trust, you know, that I can do this, that I'm good enough, that I don't need more certificates even. Like, oh my God, no, <laughs> at some point it's enough of study, you know, it's enough of knowledge. I'm good enough. But yeah, these are hard lessons. But the universe is always looking out for you because um, shortly after I've uh, quit that job and then I really just decided I'm just going to focus on Chinese medicine. And shortly after that, we moved to the United States. And then there I, um, I got so much given, like the universe just my God gave me so much. Like I was spending AI time to spend in incredible nature every day, which really helped me to release all this uh toxicity that was accumulating in my heart space because as I said so I think I said in a previous podcast episode your heart space needs to be empty from Chinese medicine point like it's it really needs to be an empty vessel so it's always important to release emotions um so I got all this um yeah I got I got access to this amazing nature that was helping me so much plus I got into a study program where I had so many loving colleagues who were just so, so nice and loving teachers that I just regained a lot of um, trust into myself. You know, I just regained like um, a lot of <laughs> trust in people also. Um, so life is always, universe is always looking out for you. Always. While you're going through your hard karmic lessons, there's always, there's always someone holding your hand and you have you know you have your guides and you have your ancestors and you also have soul ancestors you have uh, people that have looked out for you in previous lives and that know what you've been going through also the hardship sometimes you've been going through in previous lives and that uh, guide you now in this life that will help you to overcome these limiting beliefs and these fears so that you can really step into um, your true, your highest self in this life. Yes, you have always, always people walking the way along with you and looking out for you. And now, bringing this karmic lesson to an end. So summing it up, when you want to look at your karma, look at astrology, 
look at Vedic Western astrology, your North and your South Node, your Rising Sign and your Saturn. Look at your early life experience, what kind of that brings in again from past lives. Look at your triggers, meditate on your past lives, ask about, you know, ask your soul guides about what you experience, what you're here to experience also in this life. Look at your soul contracts and work with your ego. And then again, remember life incarnating is also a lot of fun. You're not just here to work through these crazy comic lessons. No, your soul for sure will also have planned for you a tremendous amount of fun experiences, especially being here on this planet where you have senses and where you have emotions and where you have this beautiful, beautiful nature. And uh, your soul will have planned a lot of fun stuff for you here. So just allow yourself to really enjoy that. And through all these, I mean, also the heaviness we are going through right now in these a bit crazy years, um, allow yourself, really allow yourself to enjoy the beauty of this planet and enjoy beauty of being human. Human is, humans are such beautiful beings. There is so much loved also in the universe and by Earth, by Mother Earth. Um, we are, we are having such an important part also on this planet. So just allow yourself to feel that and then thanks so much for your attention <laughs> this has been a long podcast fun podcast though and thanks so much for listening bye if you would like to learn more sign up to my facebook or instagram account and check out my services on taoism.info